You just gotta press a button for the intro. Hopefully it's what it should be. It's your boys back for another episode of Fantasy In Session. This episode what? Number 13? 13, man. Moving on up, man. Yes, sir. Today is September the 6th, 2019, and the culture pushes are here. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, make sure you subscribe. Give us some likes. uh, Give us some stars. Tell your friends about us. Tell everybody at the uh, at your lunch table. Tell everybody, you know what I'm saying, when you're meeting them, when you're getting your hair cut, when you're getting your nails done, ladies, because I know y'all trying to get y'all fantasy team popping too. Fellas, um, how y'all doing today? Man, feeling great, man. You know, we had some had finally had a real football game and uh, kind of didn't live up to expectations, but, you know, silver lining, it was still real football, man. So it's who you yeah, ask. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Fantasy purposes, okay, yeah, that was a down game. But right. oh football God. and defense and defense out there, it was it was some good defensive lines out there last yeah, night. Man. Them boys look rough out there. Pause. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So let's recap the game last night. Of course, it was the Bears versus the Packers. Uh, it was a defensive struggle, like we said before. The score, final score was ten to three. Um, if you had any of the Packers starting, you were probably disappointed. Um, <laughs> Not even probably you were disappointed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, Devonta Adams, of course, my number one wide receiver. Last year, of course, he had no games under 17 points. Um, this yesterday, he started the year off with um, shoot, four for 36 yards, four receptions for 36 yards. Um, Jimmy G had the only touchdown of the game. He went um, three for 30. But uh, he got a lot of targets from um, Aaron Rodgers. Did y'all like that? He did. He looked. He looked good too, man. Good. A lot good. of people. A lot of people were saying it was fluke. Of course, the touchdown was fluke. He just threw it up in the air when he. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But he caught the rebound touchdown. That's what he's there for. He's a big yep. target in the end zone. It might have been fluke, but uh, you know, remember we. T- I don't know if I said it on the show, but he was due for some positive touchdown regression last year. If you remember yep. last year, he was top ten in end zone targets for tight ends, and mm-hmm. I think he only converted like one of them. So, nah, I don't think there's no no. I think he's game script to be. You know, a red zone target. I don't really have any many red zone targets, but Adam. So, yeah. I mean, he he was Aaron Rodgers was improvising. He was improvising. Yeah, he was improvising on the touchdown, but he threw he threw a couple bombs to him. He got I know one had a a passing a passing interference on it though. That was pretty good. I like I like I like what I see. I think it's a positive. It's it's an upside in this uh, bear uh, tight end landscape. Um, Exactly. MBS freaking dropped him before the damn game, man. God, God damn. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that. I ain't want to say that. Never tinker. Do not tinker with your lineups, man. Do not. I drop. Uh, well, I ain't drop. I set Alan Mack last year in the playoffs. I ain't make it to the championship. I tell you that. Yeah, you wouldn't have made it anyway, bro. I'd be trying to like 80 points, bro. I ain't come out that league, man. I had Alan Mack in that league. Oh, my fault, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't talking about that league, man. Hey. You want to talk about everybody was on the IR. <laughs> hey, hey, don't matter to me, bro. I just got to play who in front of me. MV, MVS uh, had a, a good game, man. He looked good. 6'4", yeah. he was pretty fast out there. He had four for 52 yards. He caught the deep bomb, the the big flashy, the only flashy play from Aaron Rodgers that game. I like him. Um, 
things that I didn't like. Aaron Jones. Well, before you uh, before before you go forward, like you that that pretty much I think it answered the question because you know a lot of people oh, yeah. were deciding between MVS and Allison, mm-hmm. and um, he did out snap Allison forty one to thirty, and I don't I think Allison might have got one target, and so I mean it, it if that I know it's just a one game sample size, but if that's anything you think going forward, then Scantlin might be that guy like the number two out there. It was one size, and he seemed more like the big play guy. So maybe when it's when it's a, a game, and you know the offense is flowing again, first downs, maybe you know it's a different. But we'll see. He looked like the big play guy. You know, maybe yeah. four or five targets a game. Yep, yep. Do you feel comfortable starting him next week? Um, uh, who are they playing next we'll week? Talk about, we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk yeah, about it we'll next week. All right. So, um, things that disappointed me. Uh, Aaron Jones, who I went and targeted in a lot of leagues. Um, oh at God. one point, he took a whole drive off. He took like two drive off, I want to say, in the first yeah. half. Yeah, first half. So I think it was due to a little injury. I know he had, I think he was banged up, but then he came back in the second half uh, for a strong, strong, even though they didn't focus on running the ball, which was weird. Um, he had, he went 13 for 39 yards. I think this is just like a like a scratch game for the Packers. Of course, they didn't play any preseason. How do you feel about that, the Packers side of the ball? You have to keep in mind, this is the first game with the new offensive coordinator, first game. The new coach. Oh, yeah, my bad. With, yeah, and he, he bringing a new offense in, too. But, yeah, yeah, with the new coach. And it was Aaron Rodgers' first, you know, real game action against arguably the best defense in the league. So I'm still waiting on like a week or two just to, you know, for them to shake some rust off to see a more complete offense because both offenses look really shaky. and yeah, definitely. I mean, if you remember, both of these teams didn't play any preseason snaps. I think Montgomery got like a drive or some shit, but both of these teams look super rusty, and you could tell it's because of, you know, no preseason usage. So that definitely – and I think that's going to be a trend going forward in week one. Like, it was a lot of teams. Like, more than – it seemed like it was more than usual that was sitting there starters. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. But with some positive things, though, Tariq Cohen still, you know, he had 46 out of 50 snaps at wide receiver. That was pretty, like, sweet. How do you yeah. feel about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's great. Great for the usage of the running backs. But, I mean, it would have been it would have been greater if Mike Davis didn't out-snap David Montgomery. Um, Woo! Seems like he, I don't know, man. Nagy, Nagy got way too, like, try to get way too cute out there. He got in his bag. Yeah, man. He, Mike Davis got 40 snaps to David Montgomery's 27. Um, mm-hmm. David Montgomery had like six carries, uh, six carries for 18 yards. And, and the one catch that he had was 27 yards. It was a great catch. It could have been a touchdown if he put it in the right spot. He had to, like, make some, you know, like a nice catch for it, but. Mr. Bisky was making a lot of bad throws last night. Yeah, and if you look at that, if you looked at David Montgomery last night, man, you can clearly tell he was the best running back out there. Dude was making folks miss. Uh, he was making things happen, man. So I don't know. I think I don't know what Nagy was doing. Man. I can see him wide receiver now. Down the line, down the line, uh, you know, cream rise to the crop. That's gay favorite phrase. So that allowed Montgomery, you know, start getting more of the touches. I think this is more just a, you know, ease him into the NFL play, you, you know, keeping some touches down. 16-game season, he come from college to, you know, the NFL with the long season and all. So I think it's just to keep him fresh for the Man, season. fuck that, bro. Uh, 
Give your best running back the ball, bro. Like, dude, he, bro, he forced two missed tackles between Mike Davis and Tariq Cohen. They forced zero missed tackles, bro. As a fantasy player, you think it right now, but as a coach, I'm thinking in them playoffs, I want to come. Well, they lost yesterday. So that shit didn't. <laughs> And they didn't have anything going on offense. Like it was a hor- like it, like he said, it was no rhythm, bro. Like I think he's gonna go back, yeah. look at this tape, bro, and I think he's gonna realize that sooner than later you need to give David Montgomery more than six fucking carries. Bro. All right, look at this. They 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 left uh Green Bay to ten points. How mm-hmm. many games this year are they gonna lose <laughs> holding people to ten points? Ain't really nothing. A lot if you if a lot if they keep with this same they game plan, bro. Like bro, six like- carries. They made it to the other side of the field, like three to the 40, 30 yard line, like with what three, four times. So they're going to score. That offense is going to score. You're just, you're up for hyping things. People. Allen Robinson looked good. Players, he was part of, he was part of the- you have Chicago players. Do not panic. Things are going to get rolling. If you look at the offense last year, it's a well oiled machine. So if you have shares in Chicago offense, don't panic. So you don't think that you don't think that he got a little a little like too cute with the play calling yesterday? I mean, it's the first it's the first week. I'm just saying. I'm just asking a question. Uh, the first play of the game that was doing. No, 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 no. I'm just talking about the first game. Like his play calling was horrible last night, bro. I mean, and, and to be real, everybody's is not giving Green Bay credit. The defense, that defense looked great. Preston with the upgrade and Preston Smith. Uh, I forget the other players they upgraded. But that defensive line looked crazy, healthy, and fresh. They was flying around. So it's it's Mr. Bishby did make some some bad plays, but he was under pressure a lot too. So I'm not just gonna go there and just say that Chicago looks horrible and not give Green Bay the credit they deserve. I'm they, all for giving horrible. Green Bay the credit they deserve, but when the game is that close, bro, and you run the ball like five times in the second half, bro, that is horrible play call. I'm putting that on the coach, and he put it on himself. Like he took the blame for it. Um, we're nowhere really to run on both sides. Green Bay, I know. Uh, we got a whole lot of episodes left. So. <laughs> you got to go back and watch that game, Jamar. Allen Robinson had 12 targets. He looked good. Uh, I'm mad that we passed on him so many times. He should have been one of my targets. I don't know why he wasn't. Definitely the long, bright spot, man. Long, bright mm-hmm. spot in that game. He looked great, bro. He was getting force-fed the ball. 12 targets. Yeah, 12 targets, like he said. And um, he could have had more. But Mitch Trubisky was overthrowing him. Like, he just – he. I think, like Jabbar saying, this, it was the first game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't count Trubisky out just yet so far. Um, of course, Trey Burton didn't play. And I think that's about all from the Thursday night game. Like we said, it wasn't an offensive showdown. Can we go back so, real quick before before we move forward, though? Like, so you remember um, in the offseason, they said they wanted to get the running backs – more touches or more uh targets out of the backfield for Green Bay. Like Green Does that Bay. worry? Does that worry y'all that they only got three targets last night? I mean, like like we said, it's the first game. Ask me again in week three or four, then I might be like, oh, I'm kind of worried. Both gotcha. offenses look shaky all around, you know. So, hey. Gotcha. But I do want to say one more thing about that game. I do want to pat uh, uh, us on the back, mainly. I think Carlos and kind of myself. Um. Carlos did say don't start uh, Tariq Cohen or like um, any Chicago Bears running backs because you never know. You don't know what the situation is going to look like. And like we see in the first game, the situation was crazy. So if you started any of those running backs, especially like your running back too, you expected them to do big things. And I think what David Montgomery gets you four or five points. Yeah, bro. Yeah, like five points. It was because of that 
yard uh, reception that he got, bro. He would have been sitting on like three. But yeah. that, wouldn't mm-hmm. you start Cohen every week now since he's a receiver? <laughs> but you know he's a running, but you can slide him as running back. Um. Well, you know M- Miller was still dealing with that. Um. I, well, this is what I think. I think he was still dealing with that um ankle injury that was um keeping him out of like practice during the off season. And because you know he, he lined up forty six out of his fifty snaps. And as a wide receiver, and Anthony Miller only had 15 snaps the whole game, so I still think he was um, being a little bothered by the injury. So, like you said, we got to see more to really um, know if he's like an every week starter. But I, I would feel a little, I will feel I feel more comfortable starting Cohen than I did, you know, before week one. Hey, hey, appreciate that. That's some, that's some uh, good news right there. So basically, just look out at Miller health. In order, you know, to start Cohen, just make sure Miller's not at full health. I get you. Yeah. All right. So let's get on to some of the news. Of course, the circus is in town. So before the episode even started, we went from AB is starting to AB is not going to play to AB is going to get suspended to AB might never play as a Raider to now AB is starting on Monday. <laughs> right, did you check the Did you check the breaking news yet, Brad? Because it might have been another report about this. Right. Oh, <laughs> not me. Nah, I'm just play. That's just wild, bro. Like this, this is a crazy roller coaster that we're on right now, bro. If well, for the AB owners, anyway. <laughs> not me. Yeah, but luckily, I mean, hopefully this sticks now that he's gonna play, and I think he's gonna go bonkers too, bro. I think they're gonna, but he about to beast this week. Yeah. He he, uh, man, I love the player, the man on the field. You know who he is on the field, what he brings to the field, his touchdown celebration. I love all that, all the drama off the field that comes with the player, man. Unfortunately, kind of sucks because on Sunday he's balls out and uh, he's what you want from a player. He plays the game the right way. He might talk a little smack or what have you, but off the field issues is kind of getting out of hand, and I'm kind of just tired of all. The AB news and it's not concerning to what he does on the field. I'm kind of getting irritated from that. Yeah, uh, you and you and the rest of the fantasy community, bro. Glad I don't have those problems. Um, on to another uh, wide receiver with problems, <clears throat> Tariq Hill, but he has other problems now called money problems. <laughs> he got a uh, three for fifty-six million. The NFL is a crazy place. Yeah, he went from missing a whole year until. Super rich. Being one of the top paid wide receivers in the league now. A little bit less than what he expected than like he thought he was gonna get before the whole scandal or whatever. But you know, he's still up there. He's still getting so he's tired of it. We're talking about it, but I thought they were Hey, bro, I, I'm sure he happy he got what he got out the way. Went now. He like, bro, I might be broke. Back on the street playing outback football. Now he, gonna, <laughs> him, he don't care, bro. He, hey, drop that bag off of that, man. It's just wild, bro. But I mean, from a from a strictly football like position, like I mean, he he deserves it from his skills. You know what I mean? Like that dude is a beast. Can't lie about that. Well, you want to patch up nightmare. And you want to time the Patrick Mahomes for as long as you can. For yeah, as long right, as definitely. Can. If, if um, it was for the issue, I think he would have got a longer contract. But because of the issue, you know, that was all right. We'll give you three years. Yeah. Just so another case. wide receiver, uh, my favorite wide receiver in the whole game, Julio Jones. Julio! Conference today saying that he might not play because he is a little bit sore on Sunday. I think it's more because everybody is now getting their contracts. 
and he can't just not play on Sunday, so he has to start saying he's sore so he can be on the um, injury report, but he's been practicing. He didn't practice today, but he's been practicing before today. I think he's just posturing for the contract. He, he wants the contract. I feel like he deserves the contract, and come on, Arthur Blank, make this, make it, make it happen. Uh, yeah, the game Sunday, bro. What the fuck you waiting on? Can they work on I, contracts? Ricardo Island is somebody to try wow. to. Make- yeah, they, they freed up five million dollars. They um converted some contracts, Ricardo Allen and Jake Matthews contracts. I think they gave them like their signing bonuses. Okay. Somehow, somehow to whatever to how the money worked. They freed up five million dollars though. So I feel like we just right there. Dan Quinn came out and said today that he feels that before that kickoff on Sunday, Julio will have the contract signed. So I mean faith in them, man. I think they'll get it done. Yeah. Regardless, well, we'll get to the starting sits later, but I don't. Th- I wouldn't be scared. All right. So, um, let's go to a little bit of injury news. Stephon Diggs is reportedly questionable against the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday. Not good news for a lot of Diggs owners. Good news for a lot of Adam Thielen owners. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. And like when when Diggs is questionable, bro, like it's it's a red flag, bro, because it splits. Like when he's on the injury report versus when he's off the injury report are pretty, pretty big, bro. So we'll see, man. We'll see. But I, you know, hopefully he got some other options. But yeah, I mean, oh, I feel like he had a... what is the injury? Hamstring. Yep. Lingering. Oh, yeah, that's that's. I would, I would be, I would be, I would want them to sit him out, bro, because I don't want him to go out there and mm-hmm. try to force the issue yeah. and make it worse, bro. Especially this early. Yeah. Bro. Uh, so w- this episode is going to be on Saturday. So of course. You know, stay active on the news feeds so you can keep up to date. As of right now, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to the Falcon game, whether we'll start to sit them. Um, other news I got, Todd Gurley is expected to have no restrictions according to the coach. How do y'all feel about that? That one I'm waiting to see on, man. Because, you know, they, they kept Malcolm Brown out the whole preseason, too. So mm-hmm. I feel like he, he is going to get a, a – uh, nice workload too, so we, we got to wait and see on that one. And they also said there was no problem last time, like in the playoffs, and look what he did in the Super Bowl. You know, <laughs> exactly. We, we all knew that was just some some hot air. <laughs> we all knew that was some good. But yeah. All right. So y'all got any other news and notes? That's all I got. Uh, Reed Jordan Reed is still in the uh, concussion protocol, so uh, not looking like he's going to play. This is like his seventh concussion in his career too, so that's kind of alarming. Um, you know, they still got Vernon Davis out there. Would y'all play him if y'all were in a pinch? Uh, in the tight end premium, yeah. I, I think yeah. he's just who, tight end. Who's his matchup this week? Bruh, we talking about the, uh, Reds are the no, Eagles. I'm not starting nobody on Washington yeah. until, until they show me that, hey, maybe I need to start this guy. I need to see it first. Yeah, well. Yeah, have to go somewhere. But also, uh, Robbie Anderson Calf, he's been out for a while. Adam Gase say, you know, he's He's starred for seeing any set, setbacks. So keep an eye on Robbie Anderson, you know, too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely can't stress enough. Make sure you're following us at Fantasy End Sessions because we'll keep you up with all the injury updates uh, leading up to the 1 o'clock games and the 4 o'clock games. It's so crazy that we're saying that. Um, so let's get on to the next segment of our show. We're going to call this segment of our show Game of the Week. So, of course, like you guys know, we are following our Dynasty League. It's a Superflex League. 
So Superflex tight end premium. Superflex tight end premium. We start two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and a super a super flex and a regular flex and a defense. So every week we want to come on here and give you guys games of the week, the best matchups of the weeks according to Sleeper. So game one, week one, the matchup of the week is Crown Young Simba, which is owned by Javar and versus Team Edo. Uh, the matchups are the starters. Javar's quarterback one is Phillip Rivers. Uh, Edo's is Cam Newton. Running back for Javar is Joe Mixon. Running back for Edo is DJ Johnson. DJ Johnson. Number two for <laughs> Javar is <laughs> running back. Number two for Javar is Le'Veon Bell. Running back number two for Team Edo is Adam Eckler. Running uh, wide Austin receiver. Austin Eckler. There you oh, go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that was one. <laughs> All right, wide receiver one for Javar is Julio Jones. Wide receiver Hate one it, for is Michael Thompson. Oh, shit, that's two. God, damn, Michael bro, Thompson. Right. <laughs> All right, stop because I'm going to count them. All right, here we go. Wide receiver number two for Javar is Robert Woods. Wide receiver number two for Edo is Curtis Samuel. Wide receiver number three for Javar is Calvin Ridley. Wide receiver number three for Team Edelo is Cooper Cup. The tight end that Javar is start, starting is Eric Ebron. Uh, the tight end that Edo is starting is OJ Howard. And Javar has at his flex currently Philip Lindsay. Edo has Jared Cook. And for Super Flex, Javar has Jared Goff. And oh. Edo has David Carr. That is the matchup of the week. Sleeper has them projected. Javar is going to score 127.8 points. And Edo's going to score 126.4. So hopefully it lives up to the hype. Javar, how you feeling about your matchup? Are you feeling as confident? Because at one point you were number one overall, and now, like, you in the matchup of the week. <laughs> you still, you know, still so I like to come. Just imagine if he was starting A.J. Green, and A.J. Green was healthy. But it's a good matchup. I'm just um, hoping my, my running backs get a lot of touches and, and help, help, help a guy out. So Javar, if you lose this game, what is one reason why you think you'll like you'll go you like you'll lose the game? If I lose the game, it gotta be Michael Thomas uh went crazy. David Johnson had some touchdowns. Eckler fell in the end zone a couple times. That, that's, that's as far as your team though, as far as your team, as far as like a person that you got in your starting lineup right now, like like I don't know, like this guy could like do you feel shaky about anybody that you're currently starting right now that you feel like, man, this guy could lose the game for me potentially? I feel sh- shaky with uh, Lindsey. I feel like he's going to get the touches, but it's just one I get that offense is. And with Mixon, I know he's going to get a lot of touches, but I don't know how good Seattle defense is. But Seattle it- defense is going to be crazy. They got – Jadavion Clowney, who's the number one run run stopper, like like he's the number one. <laughs> he is gonna be a monster. Yeah. And I just and I forgot they got um Ezekiel Ansar, I think that's his name from Detroit last year. Uh he had at one point yeah. he had double digit sacks. He so they they have the twin monsters on that lineup. It's gonna be nasty out there. And of course they got Bobby Wagner in the middle. I think uh, I think Phillip Rivers is another one to kind of be a little wary on too, man, because he's a great real life quarterback, but in fantasy, man, he doesn't run and he they don't 
I think they were one of the lowest teams last year in terms of like plays ran per game. So if you're not running a lot of plays per game and you're not running the ball as a quarterback, then you're going to be kind of a average option in my opinion. I, I wish I knew the stats, but it's like with Melvin Gordon out, um, that offense throws like five to six passes more per game. So now with Melvin Gordon out, I'm kind of liking Phillip Rivers a lot more. They're going to drop back. They're going to pass more because the best players on the team now are the receivers versus the running backs. So I'm kind of feeling happier, more better that I have Phillip Rivers now, now noting that he's going to pass more a game with all the and I think one one uh one key advantage that Edel does have is OJ Howard because we're playing in tight end premium, so he got OJ Howard and Jared Cook in his flex, so he's gonna get be getting one point per reception from two players as opposed to just one in Ebron for Jabbar. So let me ask those two you. players, and they're both in good positions this week too, so they can both explode. Let me ask you this, Carlos: Is the not is, but are the projections? Um, already factored into the tight end premium? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Because uh, Jared Cook would definitely not be projected 11 points in, if it wasn't tight end premium. And, uh, and and one take, when it comes to fantasy, now if it's like uh, the weekly the weekly fantasy where you can uh, draft, I love betting those on the first week because you can find a lot of players for value that are cheap because they we don't know their position on the team. So, but in uh, – Yearly fantasy, I hate the first week because you don't know what the offense is doing. You don't really – you just starting people kind of based off last year still. Exactly. exactly. So it kind of sucks the first couple of weeks. So that's it's all up in the air the first couple of weeks to me. I just try not to lose back-to-back weeks. That kind of sucks in fantasy that's, that's- in real life. But if you lose one week and win the next week, you still can make the playoffs. You make a great point there. I want y'all like out there that's listening to us. Like, if you lose week one, don't panic. Don't go and sell like your whole team. Like, if like if you had Bears or if you had Packers playing and they like lost you this week one. Like, don't panic. You, it's just week one. I know we've just been waiting so long for football, and now now that it's here, you've been looking at your team for months, and it's like, oh no, they didn't perform how I thought they would. They, they, they didn't have the the same projections that Sleeper said they were gonna have. <laughs> I to sell my whole team and try to get a whole new one. That's bro, I, how thought my, I thought my app was broke for a minute last night. I was like, bro, Aaron Jones got way more than three points. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. and that, that, That's what we were saying last episode. The drafting is just part one. You know, you don't win your league at the draft. Like, you can make it easier to win your league at the draft, but you don't win there. You have to keep playing throughout the season. All right, so without further ado, let's get into our first ever breakdown of the games. We're going to start with the Rams versus the Panthers. Uh, We have the Panthers as underdogs by two and a half points with an over-under of 49.5. Who do you guys got as starts or like some sits that we should talk about? Um, For me, I got Greg Olson as a start. Um, the Rams gave up the 10th most points to tight end last year. And like you were saying earlier, you know, we really don't have no data points for this year, but so we still got to go off to last year. Um, but that's about, that's about all I got for this game. And everybody else is pretty much like an obvious, obvious play, but I mean, but never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Of course, from your, of course, from your, uh, your obvious plays, your Jared Goffs, your Cam Newtons, your Todd Grillies and your CMCs, you have to start these people because you drafted them high. I also got to start all the wide receiver for the Rams, whichever one you have. 
Uh, but uh, I have sit all of the Panthers wide receivers. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about them. Um, if you can, because I know some guys have uh, Curtis Samuel or DJ Moore. They drafted them pretty high, and that's their only wide receiver too. But hopefully you listen to the podcast and you got a lot of depth at wide receiver too, so you don't have to start these guys. But I have – they are going against the Rams defense. Uh, the Rams defense only gave up 236 yards passing uh, per game last year. They have – Talib and Peters on the outside, those are not favorable matchups for DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. I don't see – I don't think you can predict which one of them are going to have a big game, and I don't think either of them are going to have, like, a game which you will want to start them if you have better options. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I mean, I would – yeah, like you said, I would rather, like, wait a week just to see, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, a lot of people might not be in that um, situation. You can't, you can't. I do think the silver lining is it's a 49-and-a-half point over-under, so that's one of the highest over-unders of the week. So, you know they're going to they're, they're gonna have to score. So Yeah, I was just about to say that. With the high score, that's about 20, what, five points each. I'm saying, you know, CMC maybe get one or two, or Greg Olsen get one, and one of the wide receivers going to get one. And if you can – Curtis Samuels in a flex, not a not a bad play. I, I I'm liking the upside of Curtis Samuels out through camp. Yeah, I would and, put Curtis Samuel in a flex for an upside pick for an upside play. I would do that. But I'm just saying, all camp they saying dude is unguardable. Cam is looking good with the deep ball. Cam chemistry with Samuels looking good. So you know if if you got him in a flex wide receiver three, I ain't gonna be mad at you. I'm still thinking. I got some Curtis. Sheriff, I'm still thinking of running him out there at the wide receiver three. And I love Carlos with the Greg Olsen. You know, he like your, your daddy Cadillac. You know, it might be a, a 89 or a 93, but it's still going to crank up and get you to the corner store and back or whatever you got to do. <laughs> Great analogy, bro. Great analogy, man. With, that pick there uh, too. with the over-unders, uh, like Carlos said, you want to look for those high points. You want to look for, like, the 50-pluses, the 50-plus point games. Those are going to be the high point games, so it's going to be a lot of fantasy value in those games if you never understood what the over-under means. So to get on to game number two, we have the Titans versus the Browns. I have in this game, a, we're going to sit Mariota because he's playing against one of those Browns. They're a top defense this year. I have, you can start um, Baker Mayfield. Uh, Titans only allowed, Titans allowed multiple touchdowns in eight out of 16 games last year. Uh, they have a new shiny toy, of course, in OBJ. He had a little bit of injury news, but I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, Freddie Kitchens should have the offense back rolling. Uh, anything on that Browns defense? I mean, any on, how do you feel about Nick Chubb? You got to start this. Love Nick Chubb this fucking game. I do not. I do not. Right. I no. love. I love any running back playing at home. That's a favorite. Like, cause you already know they're gonna play better at home, and then they're favorites already. So I think that this game, if it does get out of yeah. hand, which it has a very good chance to, because they're five and a half point Close. um favorites. Close. I'm um, up one. I love any running back in an explosive. Offense and that too. They gonna reach that red zone. They gonna give him the ball. He gonna he gonna average a touchdown per game down there. So let me let me combat that. Let me combat that just to give it just to give it a little perspective. I got sit Nick Chubb if you can, but I know you drafted him high. Uh, the Titans only gave up a hundred yards to three backs last year, and they only gave up uh top twelve fantasy finishes to three backs last year and they still have Jarrell Casey there. The defense got even nastier and you, the Titans have predominantly been a top run defense in the league. 
So that's just, a, I know it sounds, I know we know Nick Chubb, the name, but when you look at the numbers, I'm just saying that's there. People yeah, out there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. valid. It's a valid point. I mean, it you is. Think, but... you know I mean, with the volume that he's expected to get with them being such heavy favorites that, I mean, I think he's, his, he's a say. I mean, the ceiling is going to be capped. But I still think he'll be fine. I'm just saying, just just keep those, just keep that that in line in back in um in mind. Um, I got sit Derrick Henry also if you can. Yeah. Uh, I just believe the Browns are one of the better defense in it in the league, and he could be easily game scripted out if the game does get out of hand, like Carlos said. Um, not using the passing game, so definitely won't be using the passing game. I think that Deion Lewis could be a sneaky play. How you feel about him? Uh, more more. Yeah. DFS, if you're playing DFS this week. Hopefully you think about star Deion Lewis. Yeah. I also got uh, Corey Davis as a sit. He's going to be matched yeah. up with Denzel Ward. Um, he's going into his second year, and uh, he had a was graded by PFF as, as having a 83.6 last year. So that's yeah. great for a rookie. So he's only going to get better now. So yeah. They got him at a 2% disadvantage against him according to PFF, too. Exactly. I, I, I may not be starting these players, but I'm watching them. Uh, Delaney Walker, when uh, when he's been healthy over the years, he's been a top five tight end, dead or alive. So uh, I'm liking that guy, kind of keeping an eye on him. So if he's on my waivers, I may pick him up. And Humphreys, he was he was good yep. in the spot. And, you know, we know Mariota got the noodle arm, so throwing short to a guy who can get open real quickly might help Mariota. So it might jail. So I'm I'm also looking at Humphreys to see what he's doing too. So let's just and I got and I got David and Joku as a start for this game too because I like I said before I don't think what if if Chubb doesn't get those target those increase of targets and with the departure of Duke Johnson I feel like and Joku could be in line for a, a couple targets. I think uh, I'm tempering expectations with him. They gave up yeah. the I mean it was last year of course, but they did give up the 29th most points against tight ends last year. So and then with, of course with OBJ there, like you you know his target might go down already from that. So he d- does have a chance to you know luck up and get a score in the touch on a, you know in the end zone. But I I, I like I'm game. starting him, but I, I'm I think he's stream worthy. I think he's stream worthy because yeah, like yeah. I'm streaming tight ends right now. So if he's on your waiver wire, I would start him. I like <laughs> but it better not be. It's a fight for me, dog. Yes, sir. I didn't even hear what you said. What'd you say? It's a watch for me, dog. What's up? <laughs> Black Brandon Johnson from uh, American Idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, game number three, we got the Chiefs at the Jaguars. Woo! The Jaguars are a three point five point underdog with the fifty two point over under. It's gonna be a bar. I don't think it's going to be a barn burner. I think it's going to be the Chiefs. I don't know, man. How do you guys feel about this point? Um, As TV, whenever this game come on, I'm ready to watch. This is going to be an exciting game. Vegas Vegas thinks that the Jags are going to be able to score. I don't know if they'll be able to keep up with them, but they definitely think they'll be able to score with a 52-point over-under. I think it can go either way to me. It can kind of be, you know, a a low scoring or a high. It can go either way to me. so last year, uh, of course, the 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 Chiefs played the Jaguars. Patrick Mahomes went 22 for 38 for 313 yards. He didn't score, throw any touchdowns. He threw two picks. Um, him and Big Ben were the only two quarterbacks that threw for over 286 yards against the Jaguars defense, and they have got better. So, I mean, you can't not 
not start Patrick Mahomes right now because that's because you drafted him that you know what I mean out of this world because you didn't listen to fantasy in session. But um, so I got start Patrick Mahomes. I got Nick Chubb could be a stream worthy quarterback or a super Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Damn, what's that for? <laughs> <laughs> Nick Foles could be a stream worthy quarterback. Um, I got the Chiefs are transitioning from a three four to a four three offense. They um, also lost a couple pieces on defense with D Ford and yeah. Justin Houston, and they have a shaky secondary already. Yeah. So I feel like they could beat – Nick Foles could easily put up a couple, a lot of points this, this week. So, of course, he's going to target D.D. Westbrook. So I got him as a start. Yes, um, sir. I agree. I agree. Damian Williams I had I have as a start. Um, I feel like you drafted him at a place that you had to start him. I don't feel like you have a choice right now. Yeah, like him. I was saying, like when we were off the air, like I think this is – for at least one week, this should be D. Wells' backfield. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and, you know, they have a good rush defense, the Jaguars, but D was, you know, arguably their best receiving back. So I still think he, he you know, he's not going to be game scripted out or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's a safe play. I agree with that. Um, I want to start Leonard Fournette. I think he's going to be a good play. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Yep. Kansas City gave up the third most points against running backs last year. Definitely in a great spot this year, um, this game. Definitely. Yeah. And once you get to Fournette and D.D. Westbrook, I'm hoping you're not in a place to start Nick Foles. But if you have to start Nick Foles, this might be the week to do it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be the week. Um, you got any other any other players you want to talk um, about? The starts, no, nah, I think we covered all of them. The sits, I would uh, I would sit McCoy just because he just got to the team. And like I said earlier, it should be D. Will's backfield this week. Um and Watkins. Um, it is a it is a high score high over under. So if you're you know backs against the wall, I won't mind it, but definitely want to be aware that Jacksonville gate was um gave up the thirty first most, so they were pretty much shut down last year. And he's gonna be matched up with AJ Boye, so so, so a great matchup. It's looking like a lot of receptions for the tight end. Um, Jacksonville middle linebacker say he's. Not playing this year. What's his name? Last night, Tevin. Yeah, he's not playing this year, so that's that's a big loss. He that's yeah, a that's a great point that you was mentioning. That. You know, tight, so, tight. Travis Kelsey have a big game. Right, he might eat this week. So monster. Um, in a great league. On to the next game, we got the Ravens versus the Dolphins. Miami is a six point five underdog. Uh, the point score is thirty seven point five over under. So it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game. How do you guys feel about this? You got any starts? I've got, of course, start Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's playing against a team who gave up the second most rushing yards last year. So you definitely want to start him. I got sit uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. How do you feel about that? Yeah, definitely want to sit Fitzpatrick. You know, you know, he's not Fitz. He's not going to be Fitz Magic this week. Um, playing against playing the Ravens, they are shut down, man. Uh, for the starts, though, definitely want to start Mark Ingram. Definitely. He's going to be in a great game script, potentially, and, and you know, add to the fact that Miami gave up the fifth most points to the running backs last year. Mm-hmm. And in deeper leagues, I, I mean, if you're backs against the wall, I wouldn't mind Justin Hill because if they are ahead by a lot in the second half, I think a lot of those, like, even Gus Edwards should get some, you know, some nice touches. So I wouldn't mind starting Justice Hill, and he's super explosive, so he could definitely take a long one to the house. Especially in DFS. Yeah, definitely. I got him. I got him in a lot of DFS this year. 
All right, this uh, week. I got sitting Keon Drake. I got the Ravens defense only allowed 3.5 yards per carry last year and a league low 3.92 yards per attempt, like per reception, like per target, like per reception. Mm-hmm. That's tricky, man. That's tricky I'm because I'm on the fence with Drake right there. Yeah, me too. He's getting a lot of receptions. He's he, he only allowed allowed the average league low. But I'm just saying you can dance well, per, per carry. But what about per reception? Because he's going right. he's expected to get a lot of reception. That's really where he's best at. Like that's, right. that's how he said, finished as the 14th best running back last year. Said, hold on, hold on, Carlos. What you say? Per reception. That's the per reception that I. Oh, said. okay, okay, okay. Well. That's, that's, I mean, yeah, he might not get a he might not get a lot of yard, but we know he's gonna get a lot of targets. Um, that's another one that yeah, I probably would see him just yeah, I probably would see him to be on the safe side if I, if I have better options. Yeah, yeah, better options. So who y'all like better? Like, say a owner has like Keon Drake and Derrick Henry, who would y'all start? Ooh, I might. I, I'm Derrick. I mean, uh, Drake for me just because of the reception, right? You go get points. Yeah. Uh, you too. Even though they, yeah, Drake, Drake, Drake for me. All right, thanks guys. You just helped me set my lineup. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got uh Mark Andrews is a stream worthy tight end this week. I got sit Mike Jacecki this week. I don't think he's got a favorable matchup against the Ravens defense. Any other things I got from the Ravens game? I got I got a couple watches for me with uh Fitz Magic back there at the helm. I'm I'm watching to see who, I'm watching to see who he's targeting. Is it yeah. gonna be uh Devontae Parker. Is it going to be Parker or is it going to be the rookie? Uh, wait, it's Preston. Preston, Preston and I want to see how Drake is utilized, man, because, you know, they say he's going to get a lot of touches. That's why I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to sit this guy if I got him. If I could play him, because if you got Drake, you probably got him playing in your flex. And even mm-hmm. against defense, seven points to ten mm-hmm. might not be bad in the flex first week. What do you start Devontae Parker this week? No. Yeah. Right. I mean, he might. He ain't on my team in redraft. <laughs> yeah, nah, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm Not all about who's on your team, Javar. No, I'm just saying, like, he's <laughs> probably on the wire. We talk about the fantasy fans, man. Nice <laughs> 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 here, Javar. <laughs> but no, my team. What you talking about? Not all about you, bro. <laughs> I'm saying, if you're a fantasy fan in your league, he's probably out there on the waiver wire. He can get picked up right now. True that. True that. All right, on to the next game. We got them dirty birds. Rise the fuck up, game one. You already know how we play. Super Bowl versus the Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are four four point favorites. Uh, forty eight point over under. Of course, you're gonna start Matt Ryan. You're gonna start Julio. Um, I would start Calvin Ridley this game. I'm starting Austin Hooper also. Feel like he's a stream. Austin Hooper, you're not starting him? Hoop. No, I'm just saying Hoop. Yeah, for sure. Um, Devontae Freeman, you're definitely going to start him this week. And definitely start Dalvin Cook. I don't don't think you sit any Falcon this week. Um, On the other side of the ball, with the Stephon Diggs news, uh, man, you just got to just play it by ear. As of right now, I'm going to – I don't think you can – what do you you feel? How do you feel, Carlos? I mean – you got him on a lot. You got him on a lot of your teams, so this is actually like a real life question for you. What kind of game? What kind of game? The they play at one. Who? They play at one. Excuse yeah. me. So you got to be there at like twelve forty-five, waiting. One o'clock what? Eastern. Well, it ain't even about if he plays or not, man. Because I, I think he has a good chance to play, but it, you know, he's like I said earlier, his splits 
when he's on the injury report versus when he's off the injury report is is a pretty is pretty big. So if I have other options, I probably am looking for them. Like I do, like I think I have the luxury of having like Josh Gordon and Woods and leagues where I have <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Okay. So I mean, okay. if I'm in that position, then I probably am going to you know sit them. But okay. if you if not, then you you just gonna have to roll the dice. To clarify, to clarify for the listeners, you're basically saying when Stefan Diggs is going through injuries, he doesn't, um, doesn't perform on the field versus when he's not going through injuries. He's okay. I just wanted to clear it up. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. That was a good thing. I think you start Dalvin Cook. Uh, this, this, we should see how he looks. This um, this should be an indication of how he's going to look this season. If you, anything, how he look in the preseason. Not um, only that, but Atlanta has always bled points to the running backs. Always, like for the past, like five, since Dan Quinn has got there, they have given up a ton of points to running backs. So he's in a great spot this week. Any other players from that game? Uh, uh, did you say Kirk Cousins? No, I didn't mention him. He's a great. He's a great start this week too. ATL um has they gave up the most points to quarterbacks last year, so he definitely. That was should. last year when the when the defense was hurt. Though. Yeah, so that he, is true. That is true. So, yes, yeah, give me the number. It's a what? I mean, if I still you, want my start him though. I still think he's cousins probably got to start him unless you know. So you probably have no choice. But if it's a one quarterback league, he's on a lot of he's on a waiver in a lot of one quarterback leagues. I, I think I think he's I think it's other stream worthy quarterbacks that I like in that position, especially with Stefan Diggs being hurt or not being a hundred percent. That means he's only going to have one of his t- targets to go through. So I don't know. I'll be tempered on him. If I have other options, I would definitely go with my other options. So with that said, with Stefan Diggs, you know, he hurt going out. You feel mm. like Rudolph gets uh, some targets now, you know? No, I just think he's going to fucking Adam Thielen's going to get peppered with like targets. Or they're just going to run the hell out the ball. Yeah. One of those two things are going to happen. Okay, interesting. Well, both of them are well, going to happen. If they can run the ball, because we about to beat their ass, bro. What you talking about? That is, I was trying to say, I was trying to say up, baby. Right. I was going to say objective, but it's really burning me. <laughs> so let's go up to the next game. Well, um, you know, before you move up, did you see the the hype video with uh Deion Sanders? Oh, it, was, it was pretty cool. It got me pumped up. So if y'all, yeah, I gotta look at it. I gotta look at it. The Bills versus the Jets. The Jets are a three-point favorite uh, with a 41-point over-under. How do you guys feel about these games? I'm kind of like a lot of these players I'm kind of on the watch because both of these defenses are like sleepers. A lot of people don't, you know, don't really know about them, but these are some good defenses. And Bell is a must-start for sure if you drafted him. Going out with Bell with his opportunity to touch. He's already said he's going to get 15 to 20. I know earlier reports were saying he's going to lose a lot of touches to tie, but now they came out saying he'll at least go get 15 to 20. So, Bell, yeah, if uh, Gay said that 15 to 20, he's a must start. Yeah, um, I believe that because I'm sitting all jet wide receivers this week, of course, with the Robbie Anderson news that he's hurt. And besides that, they are also going up against the top defense last year in past um, defense. They only gave up 2,867 2, yards, which led the league. Um, they didn't allow more than 26 points to a quarterback last year, so I'm not starting Sam Don, uh, Sam Donald either. Um, how do you feel about – I'm starting – huh? 
I one thing about that, that, uh, you said you agree or you don't? I do. Okay. I look out for Crowder, though. You know, with uh, Robbie Anderson hurt, Crowder's been peppered a lot by uh, Robbie Anderson. Crowder's a good slot receiver. So, you know, Crowder in a flex position might not be a bad start. That's uh, I feel like you might have better options. Yeah. Um, him. As much as it saddens me to say I, I want to sit the Great White Hope this week, too. Um, the Jets defense is even nastier than before. Even though last year he had 101 rushing yards and a touchdown, he didn't throw any passing touchdowns. And um, you never know those running yards can't can't be too predictable. It's week one. So if you have other favorable matchups in a one-quarterback league, I would definitely go stream somebody else. This is not the the, the week to start the Great White Hope. Um, yeah, I can get down with that. Um, John Brown, though, I do like him this week. Yeah, I got him as a boomer bust. Yeah, I think he he can get he can get loose on a downfield pass like like we said um on our last or not the last episode where we were talking about late round targets that Javar brought up about John Brown having the most receptions over twenty yards so he definitely could have a long bomb and New York, the Jets gave up the most points to wide receivers last year so yeah. like you said they are they are more improved this this um year but yeah. I still think John Brown can definitely has a good chance to um get loose. And I'm watching that backfield of the Bills to see how they doing the carries with Gore, Singletary, mm-hmm. and Yeldon. So just okay. if you got them, just just watch real quick for at least a week or two, just see what they're doing, what what the backs' roles are. If you didn't listen to us about the Bears, make sure you listen to us about the Buffalo, okay, or any other running back situations that we get into on this episode. I think we know what we're talking about. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, on to the next game. We got the Redskins versus the Eagles. How do you guys feel about this game? I have down. We're going to sit Case Keenum. Uh, they're missing their starting left tackle, Trent Williams. He's still not. He hasn't reported, period. So um, I'm sitting Case Keenum. I'm starting Carson Wentz last year. In week 13, he had 306 yards for two touchdowns against the Redskins. Um, I feel like he has QB1 potential this week. How how you feel about the running back Derek guys uh on it, Carlos? Um, don't like him. I don't know if you mentioned before, but they are Phillies ten point favorites at home. Oh, so with a negative game script with guys, I'm not liking him this week. And you, you know you got uh, Jay Gruden come out and say that you know he could play on all three downs, and that sounds good. But we did see him a little bit of him in preseason, and he didn't play any third downs at all. So maybe that changes when the season starts, but I'm not buying it yet. So I'm fading him. He's a sit for me this week. Yeah, I'm I'm fading him too this week. He's not in a favorable matchup. The the Eagles were a top ten rushing defense last year. But um, yeah, I'm fading him. I feel like Chris Thompson could be a sneaky pick. The Eagles did give up the most targets to a running back last year with 110 receptions. Top, I mean not the most, but top of second most last year. Yeah, definitely. Um, on my watch list is Tarek McLaurin. You know, he's a rookie. They cut Josh Dotson because of him. So I'm, I'm saying what he's going to do. He's the ex-receiver out there, number one. So, you know, he's on my watch list just to see, try to be early to the waiver wire to pick him up. Oh, we use Fab now, so I'm spending a little dollars on him if he do a mm-hmm. little. So I'm just watching bro right there. The Phillies running backs is another backfield that I'm fading this uh, Sunday because I Ooh. don't want Burn again. I'm, I'm disagreeing with that one. Even if I have, uh, I 
I may start Howard, bro. Both of them might get a touchdown to eat the week. Exactly, bro. Like I said earlier, man, I am huge fans of people of teams um at home and their heavy favorites, their ten point home favorites. I think they'll both have a chance to eat this week, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know as much as uh like. Uh, you think it to Chicago and Green Exactly, exactly. Like, like if the game line was, if they were playing a better team where the game was supposed to be a little closer, then I could definitely see that. But with them being such heavy home favorites, man, I think they'll have the game in control in the second half, bro, and they're both going to get carries. Right. All right. I believe it. I don't have any of them on my team, so I I, I believe it. Okay. Um, I'll try Jeffrey. I have him as the start. He played 24 games with Carson Wentz, and uh, in those games, he averaged 7.8 targets with 4.5 receptions, 57 yards. Um, that's about 13.4 PPR points, so a game. And he's playing against uh, declining Josh Norman in my eyes, so I think he's a good start. I got Deshaun Jackson as a good place to play this week, also. Revenge game narrative, baby. Right. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird because I, I feel like. The game gonna be ahead, you know. They got them by ten, so it's either one or the two or the three gonna get the touchdown. You know, Earth's gonna get his passes, whatever. So he's gonna be good, especially in tight end premium. But between Alshon and DJ, it's it's kind of like who gonna score first, who gonna get the touchdown. That's who what I'm kind of watching this week to see. I feel like that's gonna be a trend this whole year, man. They just have so many weapons out there. So it's kind of right yeah, there. You have to pick your spots with that. Yeah. Yeah. So on to the next game. We got the Colts versus the Chargers. The Chargers are a six point five favorite. Um there's a forty four point five over under. Who you guys taking and who you like? Uh starts. I wouldn't be I wouldn't have a problem with Marlon Mack. Yeah. I'm they sure. are they are road underdogs, but I don't know, man. I, I think I'll be okay with him like as a flex play. Well, I'm I'm more like everybody's kind of down with Andrew Luck, but like they spent all that money on that offensive line. Alex Mack, mm-hmm. Mack is a is a great running back. You know he's not the the best pass catching back, but he got Marlon some- Mack. Why do you keep saying Alex Mack? Oh, I'm sorry. Cause they- <laughs> <laughs> like you've never messed up a name, Gabe. Great <laughs> <laughs> looking ass. All right, but Marlon Mack. Sorry guys, Marlon Mack. Yeah, I think he's going to be a decent play throughout this year because they have a, a hell of an offensive line and they're going to get holes open. Like last year, Carlos, you were saying you watched film, like the holes was just open. It was just a uh, fool. Yes, there's a lot of lanes like that this year, even with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck gone, but their offensive line is still there. So the brightest fantasy player on that team is Marlon Mack week in and week out to me. I think the only thing that scares me with him is kind of like the same thing that scares me with Geis. They're road underdogs, and he's not really using a passer game. So if they do get to a, you know, the start trailing a lot, man, they're not going to, like, he's not going to be on the field like that. He can get game scripted out. The difference is the Colts is a whole nother ball game, whole nother team than Washington. The Colts have a way better defense, a defense to uh, – live way past their potential last year. So we're going to see if they're going to live up to their potential this year and they have a, a, a better offense. So their situations, I see what you're saying is similar, but it, it's, it's not as similar. They have a they have a whole better team as a whole. Uh, I think it is a little similar. If you look at the games last year where the Colts lost and when they won, Marlon Mack's production is horrible in the games they lost because he just wasn't on the field. Yeah. So He's a game scripted out. 
Yeah, he can get when you're a two down back, you can get game scripted out easily. Like if you're trailing. Mm-hmm. But we shall see, man. I got you. Yeah. Who else like this game? Um, you said who else I like? Yeah, or don't That's like. All, yeah, don't like. I'm I'm sitting. Um, I'm I'm trying to if I can sit. Um, Hilton. Because you know they he didn't do good with Brissett last time. Brissett was a starter. You know it was a lot of whole different circumstance. Brissett got traded during the year. And, um, you know, I mean, they didn't have a good O-line back then. But Brissett, I'm worried about his deep ball not being able to connect with Hilton, pair with um, the Chargers. They only get they gave up the 28th most points to the receivers last year, and he draws a pretty tough matchup with Casey Hayward. So I'm trying to sit him if I can. Um, if not, I'm tapering expectations. And, yeah. and then they say they're starting Deion Kane wide receiver three because he, he does well in the short route. So that's something to watch. Deion. I was wondering if he was going to start, man. I could definitely see that, bro, because he was yeah. lighting it up all preseason, bro. That yeah, dude, they, they that dude is... wide receiver three, and then it's just see if uh, Brissett is going to pepper tight ends, too. So, you know, I'm, I'm watching tight end play. Tight end? I want to see which tight end they, does he choose. Does he want Jack Doyle or Eric Ebon? Yeah, so yeah. I'm that, too. Last time Doyle was his like favorite target. I think Doyle had his best um year yeah. under him, but you know, it's, it's a new offense, new quarterback, man. He's had two more years in the system. So well no no no, it was it's a different system, but different system. Yeah, just a whole different situation now. <laughs> the Chargers. What about them? Um, I don't have any sits for them, man. You know you know you want to yeah. start Eckler and Justin Jackson. They both should get some good work. I think Eckler would be the best Jackson out of them, but in your flex, hopefully you start Jackson in your flex. Yeah, yeah. Eckler's in a great spot though, man. You're definitely starting Hunter Henry. You're definitely starting Mike Williams. You're definitely starting Keenan Allen. And if you're in a one quarterback league, I would stream another quarterback. I wouldn't go for Philip Rivers. Um, but if you have to, like if you're in a super flex like Javar, and you have to start him, you have to hold on. Javar's in a situation. Javar, would you start? Andy Dalton or Carlos? Because Javar made the decision. So Carlos, would you start Andy Dalton or Philip Rivers? Um, I would start Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is the Seahawks. I t- yeah. one thing, you know, the math don't add up. We can start Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, and Ken Allen, but let's sit the person who's passing in the ball. I'm just say that. Yeah, because he don't run the ball and. I mean, it's just I mean, hard. It's is, hard to if they hard if to the game is out of hand. Yards, but if you don't get the touchdown, I mean, what's the what's the over under for their game? over under. Basically, y'all saying the running back's gonna rush in the touchdowns, or it's gonna be a defensive touchdowns. Yeah. The not gonna score, not gonna uh, throw. Well, he yeah, he could throw a couple touchdowns, but I mean, that don't mean he can have. He's gonna have a lot of yards, and mm-hmm. you know, you're not gonna have a lot of rush yards. And like I said, I don't know if we, if I said it on the show, but last year they were towards the bottom in the yards ran per game or the p- plays ran per game. So well, yeah, I can I can dig it. I can see it at like top twelve or fifteen. Yeah. And then and then on the other side, like I said, I would start. I, I would probably lean Dalton because they are underdogs, and this is a perfect segment segue into the next um, matchup. We killing it. We getting better with the segues. Yeah, yeah exactly. They uh. <laughs> Nine-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road. So, you know, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And they have Zach Taylor coming in. And, you know, he's definitely a better offensive mind than Marvin Lewis. So, upside-wise, I'm going with Dalton. Floor-wise, we're going with Rivers. So, to our next game, like you said, we're talking about the Bengals versus the Seahawks now. The Seahawks are nine-and-a-half-point 
favorite with a 44 point over under. Um, of course, we're going to start Russell Wilson. We're going to start Chris Carson. Tyler Lockett, are we starting him or are we sitting him? I'm starting I Tyler start Lockett. Fuck out of him, boy. Yeah, yeah. he I, is going to go crazy. Um, who else do we got? I don't think – I don't – you start Rashad Penny? Yep, that's the same as I feel about uh, like Justice Hill and Jordan Howard. I think they're such heavy favorites at home, bro, that they're both going to be able to eat. Penny so. in the play. Hopefully you start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, deep, deep leagues, deep leagues, definitely. I'm not saying start them over like a Mark Ingram or something, but uh, if, you're, if you're in a pinch, man, you you know, Penny might be that guy for you. Watching what uh, Wolverine do, you know, he called himself DK Metcalf. He called himself Wolverine because he bounced back so quickly from his surgery. So it's interesting to see what he do out there on the field. Yeah, this is definitely going to be our first time seeing his non-route running ass out there. So we're going <laughs> to see what happens when he goes against the NFL talent. Um, on the other side of the ball, we got the Bengals, who, of course, we all know about the offensive line. We had two offensive line. One got hurt, one retired, or right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, if you got Joe Mixon, you pretty much have to start him. I still think he has a good game. Of course, we know it's going to be no A.J. Green. It's both, uh, the new offense coming in, a Ram lookalike offense, uh, supposedly. Um, you're going to start Tyler Boyd, of course. My question is, would you start John Ross? Nah. That, that, that's yeah. like I'm starting to tight end over John Ross. If I'm, yeah. I'm starting Tyler any- Offer? Yeah, I would go. I would start. He's one of my starts this week. He's matched up with uh, Bradley McDougal, and he had like a sixty-five grade according to PFF last year. Um, yeah, so I don't. I don't mind Eifert, and like I said, they're gonna be trailing, so they're gonna have to throw the ball. Well, um, Tyler Eifert. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think John Ross could be a sneaky play. I think Tyler Eifert coming back. I just I don't know about those injuries. Well, John Ross either, but he's in a better position if you ask me. Um, I do think know Joe Eifert, Mixon, Eifert I is think, a beast when healthy, though. Yeah, I do know Eifert is a beast. I think Joe Mixon is going to have a monster game. We just still waiting to see what John Ross is. I don't know. Let's see how defense that. I don't, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I put. Uh, I got him in my sits. I know you can't sit him, but I got yeah. you know, quotation marks temper expectations, man. Uh-huh. Because you know, usually Mixon is a back that you know he shouldn't be able to get scripted out, but with um, Gio Bernard getting that contract. This past week, man, like that kind of scares me, man. That tells me that they want to use Gio Bernard, bro. So, you know, we got this one week to look at to see how they use these two running backs, man. Mixon could get hurt, so I don't don't get scared. Yeah, I mean, no, bro, that's a lot of money. He's like top ten pay running backs now, uh, Gio Bernard. Mm. So I I I hope they don't start, you know, taking Mixon out on third downs, bro, and be a replay of Marvin Lewis and shit, man. But I'm just Hit me up. Joe Mixon on the block. <laughs> <laughs> so, on to the next game. We got one of my favorite matchups this week, uh, one of my fantasy-wise. The Lions are at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are 2.5 underdogs with a 46.5 over under. Um, we have a lot of juicy matchups on the Lions mm. side of the balls. If you got Kenny G, let me hear you get a ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. <laughs> Yeah, hey, he is playing against uh Patrick Peters, Patrick Peterson list, um Arizona 
cornerback. Uh, he's he's going against Robert Offer, who I know all too well, and he is going to demolish Robert Offer. Robert Offer is going to have a lot of pass interferences. I feel like it's going to be plenty to eat out there. If you have any Lions, I feel like you should start them without any hesitation, uh, including T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah. Uh, and Marvin well, Jones, who we'll get to a little later. Any, any Lions. That's why. Any, any Lions. Yeah, and Stafford, too. Yeah. I'm like Hawkinson. Did y'all see some in preseason or something? I'm, I'm, yeah, he had a good game, uh, the third preseason game. I can't spit the stats off my head, but I, I said it on uh, on the review. But, um, yeah, I would, and, I would. And that ended just uh, the Arizona defense is so horrible, man, that everybody's yeah. in a good spot for the Lions this week. Right? Everybody. So, with the running backs, you starting, you, you just start, you're not starting C.J. Anderson in the flex or nothing. You're just going with carry on. That's it. That's so sick, man. That, that C.J. Anderson shit is so sick. Yeah. Now, really, really, Ty Jones, that's sick, because the Ty Jones come in on third downs, and they land carry on. Um, on the other side of the ball, I cannot wait to Tyler see Murray time. This, this unveiling of the offense that has been hidden all preseason. Um, Kyler Murray, we're going to actually see. There's going to be no excuses this week. Um, they can't be hiding it. There's no vanilla. So we're going to see the actual offense that we've been waiting on, the air raid, quote-unquote, offense of um, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I, you start DJ, of course. I don't, Johnson. Do you start Kyler Murray? Yes. In the, yeah, yeah. Yes. If you drafted him, you're probably drafting him. Like, yeah. I, I, I said it way back like on, a, on one of our earlier episodes, man, but this offense is so new to everybody. That they have a great chance to just take you know catch them off guard, bro, and just light it up on them, man. Are you starting any any wide receivers from uh, the uh, Cardinals? I want to know. Yeah, I, I I would wait and see just to see who's who he's looking for most. You know, Keyshawn Johnson was getting a lot of targets in preseason. Christian Kirk was out there a lot with him. Um, he was also getting a lot of targets, and he still got Larry Fitz out there. So, well, I tell you this, um, you know, I've been following Kirk. Like the last preseason when they played a lot, tur- Kirk numbers didn't look well, but he was targeted most. It was like six, I believe, and then Keyshawn came. I, f- I forgot he came close. He played longer, but he came close. He came close, and he had a lot of yards, so he looked the best. But still, throughout the season, Kirk was targeted a lot across the middle. You know, short passes, get the ball out quick. So, because I'm sitting in the place right now, I got like Kirk Shepard. Should I start Kirk or should I start Shepard? I mean, who? Bro, what? Bro, Shepard. And that is last name. He corrected himself to say that too. That's not his last name. Shepard, bro. Some people say Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I start off. I'm just say to Kurt, just stick with Kurt. <laughs> yeah, nah, bro, we keeping this. Yeah, I'm keeping <laughs> this. Hey, hey, oh, let's play, man. Let's get on. Let's get on. Let's get on. All right, can we go to the next game? Or Christian you Kirk. Christian Kirk, gonna, by the way. Uh, you want to get your part off, or you want to like say Kurt? Yeah, I would go with Kirk over Shepard. 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 <laughs> That's his new name on the show, bro. Shepard. Hey, man, that boy is Shepard. All right, so speaking of Shepard, another great segue. The Giants are playing the Cowboys on Sunday at 4 o'clock. Um, 
the Dallas Cowboys are four point favorite with a forty five point five over under. Uh, seven point favorites. I mean, seven point favorite. I'm sorry, Shapard had got me messed up. <laughs> Nah. Um, are you starting Shepard or are you sitting Shepard? Nah, this uh, same same reason I just told Javar that I would go Kirk. I would I would kind of I would sit Shepard and uh see if uh see what he does. Dallas gave up the twenty seventh most points to the receivers last year, so I'm waiting to see in on that. Evan Ingram is the is the guy to start for the uh, and Barkley of course, but that goes without saying. Definitely. That goes without saying. Um, definitely I don't think Eli is a stream worthy quarterback this um week. He's going against the Cowboys who have a monster defense. So yeah, like you said, Evan Ingram and SB is the only plays. On the other See, side of the ball, though, we got my boy Zeke is back. He got the big contract. I don't care what people say or what people are telling you. Um, he is gonna get all the touches. Yeah. Um, they're gonna run him until he gets tired. He's gonna he gonna earn that ninety million. And Tony Pollard might be. I had I, I don't I don't know. Tony I've never Pollard, seen somebody get dropped so fast than when yeah. uh, Gabe dropped Tony Pollard after Zeke signed that deal. <laughs> Gabe last year when uh, Zeke you know left off uh, all all offseason when he came back mm-hmm. first four games they limited his touches. They didn't give him none, none of those games. He didn't get over like twenty touches or so. So it's just something to target since he's been gone for the first four game. He may be his touches may be limited. And he also didn't get ninety million. Yeah, yeah. I mean anything from fifteen I mean, to twenty, I'm cool with though, yeah, man. Yeah, I feel he definitely gonna get over fifteen plus targets. Um, so you definitely gonna start him. Period. So that's not even nothing to talk about. I think that is a good start versus the Giants this week. Um. I think uh, with Amari Cooper, how do you feel about Amari Cooper? Uh, if you're drafting him that high, you pretty much got to start, bro. So Yeah, I don't mind Amari Cooper this week. They, I think uh, they say he's practicing, right? Yeah, he's, he's practicing. He's back from the crazy hill injury that he had. I, mean, um, I, heard, I heard he's still around, but – and then also I heard he has played with this injury before. So, how's he doing? He practiced in full, so you got to start him if you got him. Um, I think a, a great start in this game is Michael Gallup. I think he's going to be a great play. If you have him, I would start him if, if for like a flex play. If you're looking for a, a flex play with upside, I would start Michael Gallup. Anybody else y'all, y'all looking at in this um, matchup? I think that I think that's that's it. Yeah. All right, so the next matchup, we got the 49ers versus the Bucks. the highest over – no, not the highest, the second highest over-under um, with 51 points. Um, it's an even split, so Vegas got it as a toss-up right now. Oh. What do you like in this game? I got sit all the Tampa Bay running backs because you just don't know who, what you're going to get out of that yet, uh, similar to the – I think they're going to look something similar to – what Chicago did, I, but I feel like they're going to go with more of the hot hand as the game go. But before the game, you just can't predict who the hot hand is going to be. Yeah, hopefully it's old boy, man, for just for fantasy just, purposes. Just for shit and giggles. I got dare, right. dare to be different. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, bro. Everybody who's fantasy relevant. Far as this, but, you know, watch the wide receivers. If you got Pettis, if you feel good on Pettis, it's been a lot of, you know, back and forth about, Pettis position on a team this offseason. So I just watch out for Pettis. But everybody else, Goodwin, I might even start him in the in the flex this week for San Francisco. So everybody, 
just start everybody in this game, man. Both defenses are not good. So hopefully it's, it's yeah. he is uh so yeah, man. I, I definitely agree with that. Dante oh, Pettis yeah. and Goodwin. Definitely starting mm-hmm. them. Um got Goodwin's gonna be matched up with Vernon Hargraves. Um I don't know hey, if I pronounced that name right. <laughs> he uh he was rated as a fifty nine points um according to PFF last year. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay is giving up the second most points to the receivers. And then Pettis is going to be matched up with Carlton Davis, who scored a 59, according to yep. PFF. So both of these guys is about to eat. So that uh, means also start Jimmy G. And uh, also start Breida and Coleman, man. Just start was, everybody. Start everybody on that. Yeah, I definitely was going to say that. I definitely think you, if, whichever one you got, Breida or Coleman, you can start both of them. Um, I got here that they'll probably finish as RB2s this week. They're going to see, and we're also going to see who gets the predominantly the most of the targets. Uh, the 49ers averaged 26, 26 rushes per game last year, and we all know that Tevin Coleman is not going to have over 14 because he hasn't did that. And he hasn't, he's only did it eight times in his career, like so far. So we know it's going to be a, a split carry, and we know Burrito is going to see a sufficient amount of touches. Um, I also have Mike Evans as one of the greatest, greater starts of the week. Um, He's just facing somebody that's just a crazy matchup. His primary coverage is going to be – I don't even know how to pronounce his name. According to PFF, uh, A, Witherspoon, I'll just say his name. Uh, he's ranked 39.8 is his uh, PFF grade, and that's who Mike Evans will be matched up with. Oh, my against. God. <laughs> that's who Mike Evans will be. Yeah, that's who Mike Evans will be matched up against most time this uh, Sunday. And last year he killed them for six receptions and 116 yards with Jameis Winston under t- under the center. So if you have Mike Evans, you're going to have a great game this Sunday. Oh, my God, yeah. Definitely want to play Jameis Winston, too. Definitely. Sanford gave up the seventh most points to the quarterbacks last year, man. And with this high over-under, man, this is like – this is probably the, the game I'm most excited for, man. Right. If I you- mean – but temper, temper, temper your temper your feelings because I just want to say that the 49ers defense did get better. They drafted Nick uh, Nick Bosa, number two. Is it Nick, right? One of the both. They drafted the Bosa brother at number two, and they also <clears throat> signed D4 to a big um, contract. We all know the corners are trash, though. They do got uh, Rashad uh, Stepper, Sherman. What is this boy's name out there? Richard Sherman. Sherman? Richard Sherman, they they do got Richard Sherman out there, but the other corner is trash, like I just said. So I just want to say I don't think they're going to be as sorry as they were last year because they got two great pass rushers, so that's just something to be on the lookout for. Man, start everybody. Start I'm still everybody. Everybody, I'm still everybody but the Bucks running backs. Right. Everybody but the Bucks right. running back. Everybody. So we can go to the next game. Um, The Steelers versus the Patriots. This is the Sunday night game. The Patriots are the favorite by 5.5. It's a 49.5 over under, so another high-scoring game Vegas predicts. Um, I got – do you start James Washington? That's I think that's a, a topic that a lot of people want to know. No? No, because, you you know, Moncrief was the second receiver oh. out there throughout the all preseason, so I definitely think he's going to start the year as the number two receiver. But I'm not mm-hmm. starting Moncrief either. Like with that said, he's gonna be matched up with uh, Gilmore, who had a 91 grade according to PFF. So he was one of the top corners last year. And you know, I know you're not sitting Juju. I know this, but if you remember, the Patriots always try to take away the team's number one weapon, man. 
I so, have that written down in my notes. Yeah, too. so it's just it's just a thing, man. Everybody should know that by now. So definitely so, temper expectations with uh, Juju. With that said, Carlos, so if you're saying temper expectations with Juju, you're saying don't even start Moncrie. It sounds like you're saying Vance McDonald is a mm. great target. Oh, yeah. I, was, I like yeah, how you did the subtraction right there. Huh? I like how you did the subtraction right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My skill set. <laughs> yeah, 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 Gerard, what you want for him? <laughs> my skill set. Yeah. Um, on, so, of course, you started James Conner. Um, I don't. So on the other side of the ball, we got the Patriots. Who are you starting at running back? I think Sony Michelle is a great play this week. Uh, I think both. You can play yeah. both as RB RB twos. Uh, uh what's both as in James White? Yeah, James White too. I like White and the flex more. I'm kind of cool with Sony in a running back. I think that uh over under is too high too. Man, I think this game is going to be a little lower scoring. Yeah, I was looking at Pats that always play the Steelers good. And if you remember, man, the Pat. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not thinking back too far, but in recent memory, it seems like the Pats always start off slow. Mm-hmm. So, and some some beat writers have been high on the Pats defense this year. Yeah, definitely. Are you, starting, are you starting Josh Gordon or Julian Edelman? Definitely Edelman. Josh Gordon. I yeah. uh, wouldn't mind starting him. Hoping he falls into a touchdown. Or like people, are, people are just in like luxury positions, though. Like the people that drafted before he got reinstated, man, because they were getting like super duper duper great values on Josh Gordon. Man. If you yeah. can start Gordon in the flex, who's gonna be mad at you? Yep. Yeah. Especially if you like, if you already guaranteed like a certain amount of points. Well, you never know with week one because I thought I was guaranteed some points with Devonta Adams. So now I'm not. But if you think you're guaranteed some points and you're just looking for like an upside, somebody who could go off in your flex, like it wouldn't be mine having a wide receiver one in your flex. That would be crazy. Josh Gordon is back. Man. It's so crazy, man. Um, on to your Monday night game. We got another high scoring game uh, with a 53.5 over under. Um, the Houston, no, the Saints are favored at seven points. How you guys feel about that game? It's going to be another high another, another shootout, man. Monday night specialty. So just the well, we get a two for one this Monday, but just just two nothing in week off, right? So of course we probably won't get to you guys before the Monday episode. So this is just to get the Monday night episode out of the way. Of course, if you hear any injuries before then, temper you know your rosters accordingly. Yep, um, I like Will Fuller. I, uh, Kiki QT does have a good matchup, but they're saying he don't. They don't know if he's gonna play or not. Um, but Will Fuller's matched up with Eli Apple, who had a 62 grade according to PFF, and New Orleans gave up the second most points to wide receivers last year. Um, on the other side, I also like Duke Johnson because it's such a high um, over under, and they're seven point row underdogs, so you know they're gonna have to pass, and he's you know definitely the pass best pass catcher running back out there. So like Duke Johnson for his debut game, man. And, and to piggyback on QT injury report, you know, Kenny Stills just got there. I wouldn't just yet throw Kenny Stills out there, even though QT uh, don't start. I wouldn't put Stills in your starting lineup just yet. Yeah, and speaking of your Duke Johnson, I think that's a great uh, play. The Saints gave up 1.69 PPR point last year, uh, which was above the league average of 1.55. So I think Duke Johnson is, of course, going to have a great game. I don't think his running back, I don't think his running back numbers, like his running numbers, would be great because the Saints actually do have a good run defense. But I definitely think he should see um, seven to eight targets, which would put him up there as 
could possibly an RB one or two this week. All right, so with all, all the all the uh, points, I know you starting Kamara. Maybe you start Murray. You gonna start Thomas? You starting another? You starting Cook? I guess you starting Cook. Yeah, you starting. Jer- I'm yeah. I'm trying to start everybody in these high over under games, man. Yeah, I'm starting Latavius Murray. I think you can start Latavius Murray as a standalone uh, running back this week too. I think well, he does have a, a pretty bad matchup just running wise. Like, of course, you're not worried about Kamara because he's great. But I haven't known though. Yeah, but what, but with, uh, Latavius Murray, I wouldn't mind him as a flex play, but you just know that uh, Houston does have a good run defense. Clowney gone. Clowney is gone. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was the whole, the whole reason why they was getting running. He was a big part of it. You gonna see? You gonna see that? We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out definitely. You running at what? A clowning? Now you and, and 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 to speak about uh to go back to the Texans, they did sign uh Larry Tuck so uh, at left tackle. So I do expect to see a lot more passes getting thrown with Deshaun Watson standing upright a lot more. So I, mm-hmm. I guess that's why the, the over under is so high. Also, could be a reason. Um, do you start Will Fuller or Kiki QT this game? You start Fuller. I would start Fuller if I had him. You definitely start DeAndre Hopkins. Even though he's matched up against one of the, the, the harder cornerbacks in the league, you still have to start him because he's just a – Don't matter. Right. Um, you start Michael Thompson, Michael Thomas, of course. You start Ted again? No. Maybe I – mean, Maybe yeah. I mean, if I had to, but nah, I'm not looking to. We're gonna get a bomb or two. I'm I'm I'm, I'm watching him or Trey Corn Smith. So Ted again or Trey Corn Smith to see who gets the most targets, how they get used. So I'm watching them too. So on to the clown show. The last game of the the week, the last game of week one, the Denver Broncos versus the Oakland Raiders. The total over under is 43. Uh, it's currently a toss up from uh, via Vegas. Do you like any players on the Broncos side? I think Phil Lindsay is going to be a good play, even though the Raiders defense apparently is supposed to have gotten good. I think you could start both Phil Lindsay or Royce Freeman. I oh, thanks, remember. man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Royce don't get no love. Royce. I think you start. I think you start both of them with confidence this week. Um, as nothing more as uh, low end RB twos. You yeah. know what I'm saying? RB two flex plays. I think yeah. you start Emmanuel Sanders. He looked good. He with, looked great, uh, and right. he's matched up with Lamarcus Joyner, who had um 62 grade from PFF last year. So definitely a great matchup. See, you know, he, he looks like he's recovered great from that damn Achilles, man, which is still so, a miracle to me. This episode, y'all say y'all start one rookie tight end up in Detroit. Do you start this rookie tight end? No fan. Yeah. Nah, I don't uh, think so. No, not right now. I want to see it first. I think it's enough tight ends out there that's stream-worthy that you could um, see it first. Yeah, the only reason I went with Hawkinson is just because, like, that matchup is just so great yeah, for everybody great. on the lines. I got you. I, can think. Uh, I think you definitely start Josh Jacobs. Um, Corlin Sutton, you start Corlin Sutton? Um, I think I'm, think I'm going away from him. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm waiting yeah. to see yeah. This is gonna be the other receiver to emerge because I already see Sanders gonna be one of the guy or that guy. I'm just waiting to see who's gonna be the second guy. Yeah, I'm fading Cortland Sutton this week. Um, of course, Antonio Brown is now playing as of when we're recording this. Yeah. 8:33 Friday night. That's Antonio Brown is playing. So if you hear any other news prior um, after this, don't start him. Of course, but you have to start him if they say he's playing. You have to start him. 
Terrell Date, Terrell, <clears throat> Terrell Williams. Um, uh, how do you feel about him? Uh, we know how Levon feels. Right. He's definitely loves Terrell Williams, but he, he's uh, Tony. For us to talk about him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, he he was on to something when you know AB was looking like he wasn't gonna play, but now that he's back, man, I'm not, I'm not looking at Tyrell Williams. I'm just looking at who's gonna be that second guy. It's gonna be Waller or Tyrell Williams. So after this week, what about Hunter Rip Hunter Ritfro? Uh, you know, I'm waiting to see who's gonna be the. Yeah. I, I've been hearing I've been hearing <clears throat> some hype about uh Ritfro, but more of it's been of a Waller. So I'm waiting to see who's gonna be the second target if it's Waller or uh, Tyra Williams, I'm going to feel more confident next week starting it too. But I'm leaning more of Waller. They're saying he's a yeah. big and it's been a lot of hype around here. I picked him up in every league I've been in, so I'm hoping he's this year, this year's Kittle. The way yeah, they Waller, Waller is definitely a start for me, man. Um, you know, judge, I mean, going off of everything what you said, plus Denver gave up the 13 most points to the tight ends last year. Oh, and he's going to be matched up with Kareem Jackson, who's um, was graded out of 62 according to PFF last year. Let me go put him in all my starting leagues. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> Good luck. Right. You got, like, Ingram and Vance ahead of him in one league. True. <laughs> He's, like, loading up the chamber, bro. He already know he's going to be trying to make a trade with me and shit, man. Exactly. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Pause. Okay, now that we went through all of the games, let's, fellas, let's just go over, like, let's everybody give one start of the week that you were saying is locked in, start of the week. No matter what, this is who you should start. I'll start off. I think Chris Carson is a lot start of the week. Um, yep, love it. Um, I'm going with Marvin Jones, man. Like we talked about earlier, he's gonna be matched up with Tremaine Brock, 60 grade from PFF last year. Um, it's gonna be a high scoring game, and like we said earlier, Arizona has a horrible defense, man. So I think he like everybody's gonna eat, and I think Marvin Jones is especially gonna eat. And to add on Marvin Jones, it's the red zone target as of. We know it of, of the previous years when he's starting. So that, I like that. That's a good uptick. My starter of the week is Calvin Ridley. Julio Jones is going to be matched up on Xavier Rhodes. He doesn't have the greatest numbers against him. But, of course, if you got Julio Jones, you're going to start him. Also, the piggyback that Rhodes haven't looked good this preseason. But still, when – um. A, a, a good quality corner is covering Julio. Matt Ryan tends to go Calvin Ridley ways. Some of those games where he blew up last year was against like New Orleans. He had some good games when um, Julio Jones was getting shadowed by what's the guy down there in New Orleans? Rashawn Lattimore. Yeah, getting shadowed by Lattimore. That's when Calvin Ridley tend to have more targets and some good games. So Calvin Ridley should be a must start as a wide receiver to this like it. So for the sits of the week, I got coming in at my sit of the week, of course, uh, Curtis Samuel. I'm fading all Carolina wide receivers. I know the hype chain had picked up on Curtis Samuel, and I think he's just going to underwhelm this week. So I will sit on him for this week. Yeah, and for my sit of the week, I'm going to go with that boy Darius Geis. They do think he can have a great year this year, man, but this is not the week to look at him. Um, negative game script and I just don't think he's going to be out there on third downs, man. I think Chris Thompson is going to be the guy out there at least to start the year. So I'm sitting guys. Uh, Derek Henry is my the sit of the week. If you got him in the flex, I could be okay with him in the flex. But as RB2 and up, 
you, you got to sit this guy. This week, Browns defense has upgraded. They got veterans. They looking good. The D line healthy. So it's going to be minimum running room and game script. He could be game scripted out, and it could just be a Dion Lewis show. So yeah, just watch mm-hmm. out. I said, I said, yeah, like I said, man, that Deion Lewis might be a sneaky play. Might just be. Might just be, man. Without further ado, thanks for listening to us. Make sure you follow us at Fantasy In Session. That is Fantasy, the letter in session. Y'all got anything else, fellas? Um, good luck, everybody, this weekend, man. I hope you guys start the year off with a win. If not, don't panic. We'll be here to give you some more advice next week, man. For sure. Drop the outro right here. Peace. Peace.